0: Overcoming anxiety and fear, educating the reluctant student, cultivating lasting relationships, and strengthening our faith. My hope is that the insights offered on the show will help us envision ourselves using our unique gifts and talents on greater levels for greater purposes. Dr. Betty R. Price, Dr. Betty is an assistant minister and the wife of the late apostle Frederick Casey Price of Crenshaw Christian Center, CCC. Educated in Los Angeles public schools, Dr. Betty received an honorary doctorate of divinity degree in January, 1994 from South Los Angeles Ministry School. She has received many honors from various government agencies, and other organizations over the years for her community involvement, including the Woman of the Year Award from the Los Angeles County Commission for Women in the Second District. Dr. Betty was formerly the national chairperson of the First Lady's Health Initiative in Los Angeles. Her love and concern for others have led to the establishment of numerous programs and groups at CCC. Some of them are Alcohol, Drug Abuse, and Codependency Program, Intercessory Prayer Network, Community Outreach Program, Vermont Village Community Development Corporation, which is an effort to revitalize the Vermont Avenue corridor in Los Angeles, and the Dr. Betty R. Counseling Center, an author of several books. Dr. Betty shares how to obtain faith-sustaining health, prosperity, and joy through biblical teachings. Some of her titles include Standing by God's Man, illustrating her victory in maintaining a 65-year marriage and a loving family life, her cancer survivor memoir, Through the Fire and Through the Water, My Triumph Over Cancer, which has served As a tremendous source of inspiration and healing for thousands of cancer patients and their families. Dr. Betty occasionally travels ministering God's word at different churches and organizations. She and Apostle Price were married for 68 years and have four children, 10 grandchildren, and five great grandchildren. Welcome, Dr. Betty, to my podcast show. It's such an honor. Thank you. I'm honored to
1: be your guest.
0: (laughs) Thank you. So we'll go ahead and jump right into the first question that I have for you today. I'm eager to see your perspective. I know what what an anointed woman you are, and I know the walk that you have. So I know this is going to be such a blessing. How important do you think it is for people to understand the concept of legacy?
1: I think it's uh, very important because that's how the world and others can know what you've accomplished in life. And everybody has a legacy, if, and especially if you're a Christian, but you have a legacy by the life you live. So I think it's important if you have done something or been endowed with something wonderfully, you should share it so others can be blessed by it.
0: I like your response and I like the way you answered it. It actually made me think of something that I hadn't considered before. You leave a legacy, whether it's good or bad. <laughs> and I know that, but it just wasn't on the forefront of my mind. So you're going to leave a legacy. It's your choice about what, which kind of legacy. Right. Wow. Okay. So I asked you in advance of this interview to choose three of the eight synonyms of the word legacy that I provided and speak about them in biblical context. I'm just excited to hear what you're going to say, someone of your stature speaking on this topic, and I'm all ears, so please share what you came up with.
1: People of faith should understand the concept of legacy because they're the most important people in the world. Christian people, they are, they may not know it, but they really are because they're the people of God, and God is the greatest one in the universe, so we are so blessed to be in his world. So we're blessed. We're, we're more blessed than most people when we have God in our lives, because God is the one that created the world. He made the world and everything in it. And so you ask for uh, scripture. So Acts chapter 17, verses 24 and 25, it says, God who made the world and everything in it, since he is Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made with hands. We serve a God like that nor is he worshiped with men's hands as though he needed anything since he gives to all life, breath, and all things. So everything that we have is from God. The world doesn't know that, but we as Christians know it. So we don't really know how blessed and how awesome it is to uh, be a follower of God. So he gave us his only begotten son who gave his life for us that we may have life and have it more abundantly talking about Jesus, So we should want to understand the concept of legacy so that we can carry on his legacy as people of faith. It's wonderful to know about Jesus. So a few scriptures, Colossians chapter 3, verse. uh, I mean, Colossians Colossians chapter 1, verses 10 through 17. So it goes on to say that you may, while worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work. Increasing in the knowledge of God. Verse 11 says, Strengthened with all might according to his glorious power, for all patience and long suffering with joy. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has delivered us from the power of darkness, conveyed or translated us Mm -hmm. into the kingdom of the Son of his love, whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God. This is the God we serve through Jesus Christ, the firstborn over all creation, talking about Jesus. For by him, Jesus, all things were created that are in heaven and that are on the earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, but that's still talking about how wonderful Jesus was, Then uh, Matthew 28, verses 18, and Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. So if we have a savior like that and he's over us, we should want to carry on his legacy. And that's why I think it's so important for Christians to uh, want to uh, share their legacy, especially if they're being obedient to the word. It's the most powerful thing you could do is share about God and Jesus and their legacy.
0: You know, I was listening to to you while you were sharing those scriptures and reflecting even on my own life and how true and applicable those scriptures are to my own life. It's when I realized the relationship that I have with Christ that Mm -hmm. I began to do better in areas where I used to struggle uh, with low self-esteem Or any of those things like that. But when I realized my relationship with Jesus, I began to become more confident. And I had more of a desire to have a positive legacy and to want to do things to help others. So I was just reflecting on all of that while you were sharing the scriptures. And I'm sure my listeners will as well.
1: Blessing because you are leaving a wonderful legacy. So I, I, I love it. I love what you're doing in life.
0: Thank you. Having left numerous legacies in the earth, what do you believe Apostle Price would say is the legacy in which he would want to be most remembered?
1: Okay, I think you'll probably know what I'm going to say, but I believe the legacy that Apostle would say was his legacy above all others was teaching the principles of faith. Absolutely, the that, <laughs> if They could get those principles because that would change your life forever. And he loved being able to help people that way. And everybody can learn about faith and the way he taught it, make you know that faith is the most important subject in the world. So he would like to be remembered most for these teachings. Hebrews 11 verse six says, without faith, it is impossible to please him, referring him, referring to God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So apostle would have loved that. I mean that is his legacy. Uh, I'll give you several scriptures concerning that. Romans chapter one, verse seventeen, it says, "For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. as it is written, the just just means those who are declared righteous, the just shall live by faith, And that's all of us. We're declared righteous if we're Christians. Uh, Ephesians chapter two, verses eight and nine says, for by grace, you have been saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works so lest anyone should boast. So again, that's so important. That's how we get saved. It's, that's nothing more important than faith. Right. Every Christian has faith. Yes. Romans chapter 12, verse three says, for I say through the grace given to me to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. And it should read the measure of faith because we all have been have been uh, dealt the same measure. So yes. we all start out the same way. It's just how the Christians take it and develop their faith.
0: Right. And um, you know, as you, as you share that oh. about the Apostle Price and his legacy of the importance of faith, I can also share from a personal perspective I remember when I was a little girl, well, fairly young, I was about 12, 13. My mom, every Sunday morning, would watch Dr. Price on television. And she has said for so many years in our family how Dr. Price changed her life and taught her faith. And because of that, my mother developed such a strong faith that she led all of her family to be more regularly involved with church and to, over the years, mature into strong Christians. So his legacy and his work, even while here on earth, it was so impactful. And I have the opportunity to share that with you directly. There are so many people I know who have been impacted and they would never even have the opportunity to be able to tell you how he's changed the trajectory of not just my mother's life, but my own life. And then years later, I became a member of the church. And here I get to know you and interview you. How awesome is that?
1: It's awesome. Well, that's how powerful faith is. And that was his, that was his main legacy. A few more scriptures. First John 5, 4 says, whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And yes. this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith, even our faith. So there's nothing more important than faith. Uh, Romans 10, 17, we know that. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. See, we can all share that wonderful legacy. And that's why it was so important to him because it changed his life and yes. made our lives the most wonderful life ever. And that's, we didn't know it and couldn't do it until, until after he had uh, learned the principles of faith. So yes. faith is the most important subject in the Bible. First Corinthians 13, 13 says, and now by Faith, hope, love, these three, but the greatest of these is love. But he explained the greatest of these is love. Love means it is the greatest motivator, but faith is the greatest activator. We need faith to operate in love because some people are not lovable. But if you know how to operate in faith, you can do it by love. That's so true. So anyway, you can bring out all these points. Uh, Mark eleven twenty four, 24, which is the most important one that we learned, the prayer faith says, therefore, I say to you, what things ever you desire when you pray to believe that you receive them and you shall have them. So the prayer of faith is we learned that we didn't know that before, that when you pray, you have to believe you receive, you have the answer before you see it. Believe you got the answer before you get it. That was really important for us. And that's taken us through our whole lives to get to where we are, where he could Uh, be able to minister to so many people where God opened doors for him to go and share this wonderful subject. So I know that would be his most interesting, the best legacy that he's leaving.
0: I would agree. And again, I'm thinking about times in life when it was very difficult for me and when I couldn't see in the natural that it was going to work out good, holding on to faith, even when it's so trying God has certainly proven to be faithful. So we are together encouraging people who are listening that truly, if you use your faith and you have the works that you must do that coincide with it, God always comes through. So I really appreciate that. And, and what you said, his legacy of teaching it, not only did he teach it, you and he walked it out. So you showed people what's possible if you truly give yourself over to God's way.
1: Right. Well, we did that and that's how we are prosperous the way we are now. We just took the word. We didn't do a lot of stuff like a lot of people say, you know, those prosperity teachers. We just took the word. Every single person could do what we did, but we took the word and by faith, we believe we received prosperity before we saw it, but we did what it took to get the prosperity. We did the giving. You have to do that. you have to get you have to do your part. It doesn't just automatically work, but if you do your part, we are living witnesses that the word of faith is the most important subject in the Bible.
0: and I'm doing that right now. You know, it's popular these days uh, for everybody saying faith over fear or do it afraid. I'm certainly doing that even as I do this podcast there's thoughts that come to my mind that would cause me to want to second guess myself or to wonder if people will receive me and all of these things. And I've just decided I'm not going to live my life afraid. I'm going to use faith. I'm going to hope and stay in faith. And there's things that I can do, like interview you, interview other people, share some of my own thoughts. But there's a part that I can trust God to do that's bigger than me. He can draw people. And it's not. It's not for my benefit. It's in hope that people who listen will be helped by it.
1: That is so true. And you are a good example of that. So I'm watching your life and you you can do it. You're that example. So you can do anything better than live for God because God is his Bible. The word is relevant. So that's the best thing you can do. Walk by faith. You will solve all of your problems. And I'm not saying we don't have problems, but they come and we use our faith to get rid of them. So you're doing good. You, you'll do very well. I'm Thank very proud you encouragement.
0: of you. Thank you. Uh, you welcome. So I would like to now turn your attention to yourself. You have many le- legacies that you will leave in the earth, including being a model of the Proverbs 31 virtuous woman. But which aspect of your legacy is most important to you now? What are you most passionate about? And what mark do you still want to make that you haven't already?
1: Okay, that's a good question for me. Okay, (laughs) my legacy that I'm most passionate about today is helping people that are in need. You know, the widows, the poor, and the fatherless. I'm for helping people. And so I I take every opportunity that I get to do that. Acts chapter 6, verse 1 says, Now in those days when the number of the disciples was multiplying, there arose a complaint against the Hebrews by the Hellenists because their widows were neglected in the daily distribution. So see, the things that I'm interested in is helping people. So I do help widows that I see that are in need. I give to the poor. I like to do stuff like that. So, uh, And then you know, I'll finish giving you scriptures, then we can talk. James chapter 1, verse 27 says, Pure and undefiled religion before God, and their father is this. To visit orphans or widows in their trouble, and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. So that's what I do. I pray. Make sure I pray for the uh, widows. I know a lot of them now, and I've joined them. So I, but I've always been praying for them and helping helping them where they have need and giving to them if they have need. Psalm sixty eight five says, "The father of the fatherless, the defender of widows, is God in His holy habitation." I was thinking doing that one because of the fatherless. That's the other people I reach out to. I reach out to all the people that have needs. First Timothy 5, three says, honor widows who are really widows. That's the ones who don't have family or anybody to help them. And then uh, Proverbs 14 verses 21 and verse 31 says, he who despises his neighbor sins, but he who has mercy on the poor, happy is he. So people don't understand that, you know, they, you have a responsibility from God. See, God only He only has us to work on His behalf. He's not down here. He's counting on us to do His work. I can remember the thing Apostle used to say. He used to say, if we are all that God has, is God in trouble? Hmm. So God is not down, He works through His church. So we should be representing Him doing the things that He has said that we can do and that we should do, like helping the poor, the widows, and the fatherless. Goes on to say, He who oppresses the poor reproaches his maker but he who honors him has mercy on the needy. It goes on to say James chapter two, verses one through three says, my brethren do not hold the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory with partiality. We don't, we don't think somebody else is up here and others are down lower than yourself. Right. Or if there should come into your assembly a man with gold rings and fine apparel, and there should also come in a poor man in filthy clothes and you pay attention to, the one wearing the fine clothes and say to him, you sit here in a good place, say to the poor man, you stand there or sit here at my footstool. So when I don't believe in treating anybody different, what I'm interested in in this life. And that's the number one thing, helping the fatherless, the widows and the poor. My second thing right now is I'm, I want to be a help to the young generation. It seems like they don't understand where their place is with God and, and, and you don't know what they're feeling now. They, it looks like so many just leaving the faith. And it's so important that they continue in the faith like you're doing. That's why I love what you're doing. So that's my next thing is also helping the younger generation find their place in society to know that they need God. They may think that they don't, that the Bible is relevant, and that without Jesus, they can do nothing. Because they are born again, they have spiritual birthright, right? So that's my spiritual, my birthright, because when you're born again, you, that's, uh, you have a spiritual birthright, and we need to leave that legacy for people to see, which is even more important than our other birthright. Of course, you have to have the other birthright in order to have the spiritual birthright. Anyway, these are some important scriptures for uh, the young people that I wish they would take it to heart, and oh, and I mean, God won't let you down. but He's never let me down. So, Uh, John chapter 3, verse 16 says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So that's when you're born again. If you want to receive Jesus Christ, he receives all of us. John chapter 8, verse 12, and then verses 31 and 32, I read those. Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me, shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. All of these are important to know Jesus. It's important for this generation to know Jesus. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, this is verses 31 and 32, John chapter 8, if you abide in my word, that means live in, settle down in, take up residence in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. So that's the only way you can really be free. People are trying to get freedom elsewhere, but it's only through Jesus. Then John ten ten, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life, and that they may have it more abundantly. So you really can't do anything without Jesus. Okay, moving on. I got all those wonderful scriptures about Jesus. Uh, John fifteen verses five and then verse seven. Verse five, Jesus says, "I am the vine; you are the branches." He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me, you can do nothing. So, always hang on to these scriptures. Jesus says, without him, you can do nothing. So, whatever you're doing, it's not worth much, but you don't know that now. So, you need to really think about uh, making Jesus a, the most important part of your life. Verse 7 says, Jesus is speaking again. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. So your words need to stay. His words need to stay with you, abide in, settle down in, take up residence in you, and then let his words do the same for you. He says, you will ask what you will or you desire, and it shall be done for you. And John sixteen twenty three. and this is prayer. Jesus said, and in that day, you will ask me nothing, no thing. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. See, if people knew that and believe that his word, you couldn't even lose without, you can not even lose being a part of Jesus's life. Verse 24 says, until now, now, you have asked nothing in my name. He says, ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. So you can't lose with Jesus. And this is what I want the younger generation to know. I want to keep working and helping any, any young gen- people that are in this generation. I'll give to whatever efforts they're doing to help others. Because that's what's so important to me is that people know Jesus. That's my most important.
0: I know how true that is because you've said that to me multiple times. Yes. <laughs> you've, you've said yes. in our private conversations, "I'll do anything to help someone, especially a young person who's doing something for God." So yes. I know that personally. What you're what you're sharing right now, you are walking out.
1: So those are my legacies. To help the poor, the fathers, the widows, and to help the young people see that they really need Jesus. You can't live in this world without Jesus.
0: And, you know, um, years ago, you you may not remember this, but I've always been a single mom. And years ago, you met me and my daughter. And you even asked me to speak at a certain point at Women Who Care. And, And you gave me a love offering that at that time made such a difference. Uh, with our, our situation at that time. So this was my goodness, probably almost 20 years ago. So I know for a fact, and you didn't know me well back then. I, I we're me, really yeah. having our relationship blossom in this season. Uh, but you didn't know it. Uh, I don't know if you knew, but I was a single parent. My daughter's father and I broke up while I was still pregnant with her. So you were blessing me in the way that you just described even way back then.
1: Look at God. See, I don't even remember if I see the need though, I will just help somebody. Just a lady told me she needed $1,700 at church on a Sunday morning one time so she could get a house, the low income houses. Yes. I, I just, I just responded right then and gave How it. Wonderful. So I, that's, that's the kind awesome. of stuff I like to do. So I'm glad to hear that, that I helped <laughs> you back there. Okay.
0: And I always remind um, Cheryl, your, your daughter, I'm saying that for the sake of uh, audience, Mm -hmm. always remind her of the season when I was just getting healed from very poor self-esteem. And right in that time, I used to look at myself in the mirror, and I would say positive things to myself, like, you're pretty, you're smart, just I would say, it. I would confess scriptures too. And shortly after my doing that, and God, you know, helping me Uh, Get a better idea of myself, you and Cheryl and Angela would say to me, Hello, beautiful, hello, pretty. And I received Uh, that as God giving me a confirmation. (laughs) I received that. I want
1: you to think what you're thinking because you have so much to give to the world, Pam. You really do.
0: The last question is what gym, what one gym would you leave? to help people go to their next level of best uh, regarding legacy? And do you think people have a God-given responsibility to leave a positive legacy? And I'm asking this last question because this is a question that I ask all of my guests because the show is called, well, Going to Our Next Level Best. What's your final word that you think will take people to their next level of best?
1: Okay, this will take my other the other theme that I had chosen to speak on. Sure. Just, so I'm, I'm going to uh, read what I have here. Many have been endowed with God-given talents and gifts. I believe that they should leave the legacy of that blessing to inspire others. Joseph, remember I'm telling about the, the uh, story of Joseph in the Bible. He was gifted to interpret dreams as well as Daniel and the three Hebrew boys. They were endowed with that gift from God. And so they needed to leave that legacy. I mean, they did leave that legacy because they were gifted, and so they needed to share what God had given them. Genesis 41, verses 37 through 41, so the advice was good in the eyes of Pharaoh. This is concerning Joseph and in the eyes of all his servants. And Pharaoh said to his servants, can we find such a one as this, this, a man in whom is the spirit of God? That's all of us Christians, too. Uh, verse 39 says, and then Pharaoh said to Joseph, and as, much as God has shown you all this, there's no one as discerning and wise as you. You shall be over my house and all my people shall be ruled according to your word. Only in regard to the throne will I be greater than you. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, see, I have set you over all the land of Egypt. He did that because, you know, he was a dreamer and his brothers, they didn't like him. They didn't love him. So they they sold him. And look how God raised him up, because and gave him this wonderful legacy of dreaming. And you have dreamers now, so you leave that legacy. What God has shown you in dreams, you leave that to help other people. Everything we have from God, we're to help other people. uh, You know,
0: sometimes we imagine things in our mind, and we think it's just our own thoughts, but. The Bible says that all good things come from above. So when we have a positive thought, when we imagine ourselves doing something, helping people or making some positive impact, even if it's somehow related to your career, all of that is a clue of the, hands, the hand of God. And I think sometimes we don't think about it that way. We think of dreams only in the sense that Joseph had it. Because uh, his was, you know, a prophetic dream, and we can have prophetic dreams today. But sometimes God is talking to us just by having a thought, and we we need to act on it. So I agree with you.
1: So the other dreamers were Daniel. Well, Daniel and the and also he used the Hebrew, uh, three Hebrew boys. But Daniel answered Daniel chapter two verses twenty six to twenty through twenty eight. The king answered and said to Daniel, whose name was. Belshazzar, are you able to make known to me the dream which I have seen and its interpretation? Daniel answered in the presence of the king and said, the secret which the king has demanded, the wise men, because he had asked the wise men to interpret it and they couldn't. Okay, so he says, um, the astrologers, the ma- magicians and the soothsayers cannot declare to the king. Verse 28. He says, uh, Daniel is saying, but there is a God in heaven who reveals secrets, and he has made known to the king, Nebuchadnezzar, what will be in the latter days. Your Mm -hmm. dream and the visions of your head upon your bed were these, and then he interpreted the the dream for the king, and you know uh, that was a blessing for for the king. Okay, also the three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Abednego. They refused to worship the pagan gods and the golden image. Uh, Daniel's chapter three, verses uh, eight. They wouldn't bow down and worship the the pagan king. So we have opportunity to uh, leave our legacy there that we're not going to do something wrong. We're not going to worship because they have idols and things. Now you can worship and you have to refuse to do that. So people can know you by that. I'm not going to compromise my commitment to God uh, to do something that's not right. So I think that's it. The Apostle Paul was the other one, of course, in his teachings, left legacies there. He wrote two thirds of the New Testament. So we have all these wonderful stories in the Bible that tell us how important leaving a legacy is.
0: You know, I really like the way we ended talking about dreams, because, again, it's making me think about the purpose of my show, which is to help people move into their purpose. So the things that they dream about, but they're afraid to step into listening to the scriptures that you shared. So many things are going through my mind while I'm listening to you. I just wanna say as we end today that it's my hope that as people listen, that their imagination will get involved in the way that mine did while I was listening to you Uh, share the scriptures and that they will see themselves prosperous, healed, whole, using their gifts and their talents. And then once they get to a certain level, even in baby steps, reach back and help others. So I'm trying to create a community of people who uh, understand their purpose, but then also have a mind to share that and help other people. So, we're all going to our next level of best, and we can envision doing that together. And you have certainly helped us and inspired us to, to see that vision. So, thank you.
1: You're welcome. And you continue in the blessed work that God has called you to do. You thank will be you. Great.
0: Well, friends, thanks for joining me for another episode of the Envision Together, Going to Our Next Level of Best podcast. I hope today's topic inspired you to envision a brighter future getting to your next level of best and to urge others to reach theirs as well. If you are encouraged by today's episode, subscribe and share it with your family and friends. Also, please write a review. It will help me to reach a wider audience with a message of hope and inspiration. Don't forget to follow me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram and share your thoughts about today's episode. Until next time, envision the future you want to see.